Welcome back to the Jesus Magnet Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, and today we have Kathleen Kruger. How are you doing, Kathleen? I'm doing great. Awesome. I'm stoked to have you on the podcast, a fellow business uh, woman. Well, I'm not a woman, but a fellow business person. <laughs> and um, it's it's great to hear um, how different people are doing their businesses all over the world, but how they've been guided by God and how they've been able to have those, I suppose, that Holy Spirit um movement in their lives to be able to navigate the business world. So I'm really excited to to hear how you've done that, you know, with God and um, how that affects your day-to-day business. And because um, myself, I'm a businessman. Um, I have a few businesses here in New Zealand. And um, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite topics outside of uh, Christ, of course. And um, yeah, I just love meeting other business people. So um, Kathleen, uh, you're from Minnesota in the States. Um, yes. Tell me one thing that Minnesotians are known for <laughs> in the States. Um, <laughs> besides our accent, um, we are known for, well, wild rice for one thing. Wild rice. And wild rice. Which is not really a rice, but oh, rice. rice. Oh, these are wild <laughs> rights. <laughs> yes. And tater tot hot dish. Tater tot hot dish. What is that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a casserole. Minnesota calls it a hot dish, but other people call them casseroles. Uh, okay. Made with meat and vegetables and usually a cream soup like cream of mushroom with Tater tots. I don't know if you have tater tots over there. Um, no, I've heard it in um, you know different TV shows sometimes. Tater tots, but us Kiwis, yeah, no idea what that is. It, it's <laughs> it's it's kind of taking hash browns oh, yeah. and shaping them into little bricks. Oh yeah, and and toasting them. That and just those sounds sit like on a, top. Isn't that just a hash brown? No. Oh. <laughs> hash browns to us are just shredded oh actually my wife and i did travel to the states a few years back and we ordered some hash browns and they were yeah shredded potato and then sort of fried or deep fried or something Mm -hmm. and um Mm -hmm. but in new zealand when we get hash browns they're in the little bricks probably what tater tots are Okay, so tater we, tots are. Um, we have those kind of hash browns as well. Yeah. Uh, but tater tots are are smaller, you know, just like about that okay. big. Okay. So. Ah, uh, all right. Actually, more barrel barrel shaped. Than barrel bread. shaped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hash browns, tater tots, definitely hash browns because we've got them in New Zealand. Are one of my favorite foods. Um, so I love how we can find common ground. Yeah, (laughs) food's always good with that um so let's go into your business kathleen let's do you want to describe your business and then how you got started and then how you um i guess have god affecting that okay well my business is called crafter of words crafter of Um, words crafter of words and um I have a team of writers and editors who um, work 
for me, subcontract through me. Um, and we provide content writing. Uh, that's blog writing, a lot of that, um, and uh, website copy yep. for businesses. Uh, we probably do, well, I know we do over 100 blogs a month. Wow. And um, several websites, some of them smaller, you know, the five yep. to ten page websites. We also do um, several websites that are over 100 pages each. Um, and we, um, provide, you know, SEO writing for that as well. Most of our clients are marketing companies. Mm. And so the blogs are a big part of, uh, the marketing package that they sell to their clients. Yeah. Um, but I haven't always been in writing. Okay. <laughs> used to be, uh, a bookkeeper. Uh, was a bookkeeper for over 20 years, uh, mostly in the construction business, working for a uh, family-owned firm. Uh, when I started, there was four of us in the office. When I left, there was over 40. Wow. So I've seen, seen uh, business growth and uh, been involved in the nitty-gritty of doing everything from bookkeeping to secretarial to reception to hiring to a lot of different hats over the years in that business. Um, and I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed business in general. And I had a, a great boss who was great at um, teaching people and training people and encouraging you. Um, but in 2008, uh, there was a little hiccup in the economy, mm. which sent <laughs> particularly the construction business in a, in a nosedive. And um, the majority of people in our office were laid off um, gradually. And I was one of those. Mm. Um, I found another job almost right away. Uh, another bookkeeping job in the construction industry. But I'd always really wanted the freedom of working from home um, and um, hadn't thought of it earlier in my career because it wasn't as much available, but, but working remotely as well, mm. um, which I, this time, I think it was 20, 2000, well, 2008, 2009, the internet, of course, is um, becoming much more part of everybody's lives. Mm. And um, I started writing poetry, of all things, um, <laughs> and uh, was introduced to a writing website online where you could post your writing different, you know, there was journalist writing, there was poetry, there was fiction, all these different types of writers that were posting their work online uh, some of them earning a few cents per click type of thing. And um, as I noticed people trying to earn some income off their words, I was like, huh, you could make a living off of writing words on the internet. Mm. And I was, that would be perfect. 
Yeah. So I started looking into it and asking people, well, what do you think? How, how? And they're like, well, I don't know. And I haven't been able to make that much and so on and so forth. And so I decided to go to research it and, and see, you know, how do you go about getting freelance writing jobs? And I found some of the different uh, bidding websites like Upwork is one of the big ones today. And um, uh, looking at the different prospects out there, different people um, needing writing work. Some were newsletters, some were blogs. Mm. And I found one that I felt fit with my life experience and I applied for it. It was a newsletter um, article. And they paid $75 for the article, which back then was actually very good pay. Mm. And I got the job. And I was like, all right, now, (laughs) let's see what we can do with this. So um, I decided to uh, learn all that I could and pursue this and see if I could um, gain enough clients within a year to quit my bookkeeping job. Mm. Um, So I kept bidding on jobs, different ones, different types. And uh, it took me 11 months. Wow. There's a long time. Get the, I mean, actually, it's actually not that bad for a new business. Most of the time, it's about five no, years. No, to, to be able to find enough clients for you to quit your job, um, I find a lot of people have a hard time That's true. doing that that quickly. Um, and most of it was from one particular client Yeah, um, that allowed me to do that. So um, I was adios, I'm going home. <laughs> Come on, so I'm good. Right words, and um, it was it was simple stuff. A lot of the lists of ten everyday things, you know, how to fix up your house to sell and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so, as your balance, I suppose, to the excellence and success in business, but also to the call and the honor um, for God to serve others. How do you balance that? And as a as a Christian businesswoman, oh my business, uh, God just uh, totally has surprised me in yeah. so many ways as far as business because I was it was all about me really it was all about <laughs> me well not I can say not totally because I did part of wanting that uh, freedom and flexibility was there was. So many times there was opportunities to volunteer or work on something, and I couldn't because I had an eight-to-five job. Mm, And so you didn't have that availability and flexibility in the schedule Mm. uh, to do as much as I would have liked. And I found um, that especially with the type of work that I was doing, I could volunteer in different opportunities. You know, like I, I, I worked at the church reception desk, bring my laptop when I wasn't busy, I was working. Yeah. But as man in the desk. Um, 
So it, it um, offered me those kinds of opportunities mm. right away. I love that. But, um, oh, sorry. I was just going to say that um, no. the, the Bible uh, says a passage, which is uh, you cannot serve uh, two masters. Uh, it's talking about money and God. You'll love one and hate the other or despise one and resent the other. And um, it's an interesting thought. My brother and I, we um, teach financial literacy outside of podcasting as well. And we use that to um, sort of explain that we are built not to be uh, the servant of money, but to have money serve us. And exactly what you're describing, you became the master of money instead of being a slave to it. And um, that allowed you to actually fulfill purpose of what God's asking you to do. You would have never been able to work at the church, uh, at the reception desk, if you had your other nine-to-five job. You've you're worked out a way to right. um, have that power and the control over money, and and then you're not resenting it either. In fact, no. it's, it's one of those things where you know, you're loving God, but you're not a slave to money either, which is fantastic. Right. And I was also loving what I was doing. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and uh, I love the the connections that God created. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I gained many connections on that writing site to begin with. And um, as I began, you know, I quit my job and I'm writing full time. Um, many of the other writers are like, "Wait a minute, how'd you do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I do that?" Um, so to be able to say, yeah, this 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 is how I did it. You know, this is where you go. Um, but beyond that, what the one of the first surprises was that within a month of quitting my job, there were times when I had more work to do in a week mm. than time I wanted to commit to it. But True. as a new freelancer. I didn't want to let go of customers and say, sorry, <laughs> I can't help you. Go find somebody else. Come back to me later or make them mm. wait. So what I did was I called on my writer community and said, can somebody help me out? Anybody, you know, I'll pay you a percentage of what I charge my customer if you'll help me. And many of them as far as I would concern, were much better writers than I was. Um, I just had the opportunities. <laughs> and so that's how I started. You know, um, one of my uh, first hires was Frank, and he lives in um, Belfast, Ireland. Mm. Wow. So and, you've got employees uh, all over the world. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've had. Uh, Clients around the world, and I have people who work for me, write for me from around the world. But Frank was the first, and uh, he still writes for me. <laughs> uh, and we have fun, uh, particularly since he, he generally calls himself an atheist, which I debate, but <laughs> we have fun. It's um, awesome. So. Uh, so he helped me out a little bit then, and, you know, and so I was able to call on him. Well, in a couple of months, I found that my, my clients kept growing, and they kept asking me for more. And so 
I was like, anybody else want to help? And um, this was not my plan. <laughs> my plan was just me. Um, but uh, in less than a year, it was like I had six different people that were helping me out. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. Maybe I need to look at this. I'm spending more time organizing all the different assignments. Um, and I'm not getting paid for that organization time, at least through what I was paying them. Um, I was giving them the majority of the, the money from the writing and not keeping enough for myself to pay for my time. Mm. So um, that's when I had to take a step back and say, okay, <laughs> we need to do something a little bit different and talk to a few other people who had been in business for a while. And, you know, what do I do with this? And uh, the fact that I needed to start looking at what I charge and what I pay the people that are subcontracting to me and what percentage um Mm. would work to cover my time as well as provide them with mm. a, a good income. Yeah. So, um, so I've got that figured out and um, just been going full steam ahead since then. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, those challenges um, often cause the biggest growth. Um, you know, uh, I like to call it growing pains, but business growing pains. Um, usually there's a, it, it's a, it's a problem, but it's a good problem, you know, um, either yeah. growing too fast mm -hmm. that you don't really know how to, um, maintain that growth. And, um, for me, um, I'm a property investor and, um, we have this very clear relationship with our bank manager and uh, we say we need to go talk to our business partner. And they, they've asked us a handful of times, who's your business partner? Because um, mm -hmm. I've only seen you on this uh, on this um, property deal that you're going to do. Who's this partner? Yeah. And we go, oh, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. We need to go talk to God. Yes. We need to go pray. Yes. And um, I need to make sure that, that we're doing the right thing and that we're following his leadership. And the, the, the most bizarre look comes from these these um, <laughs> bank managers to us, but it's it's amazing because over time, it's grown into this extreme respect and reverence for the clarity mm -hmm. that we get when making a, a decision. That's a big decision, and that you know ninety nine percent of the time we make the right decision, and it's not always clear. Um, we did this. Um, I'll just use an example. We're about to do a deal, a really big deal in New Zealand um, and build build a few apartments. And um, this is right before the pandemic. And just something in my spirit said, stop. Just stop. This is right before the whole planet shuts down. And I'm like, okay, there's nothing, there's no reason for me to stop this build. And um, if I hadn't, and then I went to the bank manager and I just said, hey, we're going to just put push pause on all of this. I went to my business partners. We're going to push pause on all of this. Um, something's about to happen. I'm not sure what. And then two weeks later, the whole country mm -hmm. shuts down. Oh, no, no, sorry. It was, um, it was around about two months later. Um, but 
in two weeks, I started seeing, two weeks from that prompt, I started seeing uh, the news talking about this virus um, over in China and um, that it's contagious and things like that. And and I took note from that, and it was two weeks before the Holy Spirit told me to stop. And um, then two months later, whole planet shut down. And um, it saved, that this saved me and my two other business partners from going broke. And the bank manager was like, how did you know? <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. And that's all yeah, that matters. When, yeah. When he says stop, stop. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very good <laughs> lesson. Very sober lesson as well. Um, so with your business, um, you're obviously you've had these growing pains and um, have you managed to press in to God and be like, you know, how do I juggle all of these things? How do I keep the flow of clients coming in? And has he given you answers and strategies to be able to maintain that um, trajectory of growth? Yes. Yes, um, partly in strategies and partly just providing those clients. Um, One of the clients that I think it was probably 2012, I started working with them um, through a bidding site where we had connected. And we had worked together for two years just doing blogs for them. And then we were able to move off the platform and work together directly. And so, you know, we really didn't know much about each other's businesses outside of, you know, connecting on the platform. And it was so fun when we went outside and looked at each other's websites and looked at each other's social medias and we'd go, oh, you're a Christian. And they're like, you're a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) And um, how God had made that connection for us without us even knowing it. I love that. And, (laughs) and, you know, and then to be able to continue to work together, they're still our, our biggest client. And, you know, to be able to say, you know, Tell them, you know, we need prayer for this or we're praising God for this and, you know, that type of communication Come on. Uh, going across and um, the trust that's that's there and mm. the um, real sense of being part of the same family. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I just love. Yeah. Um, here's yeah. a question for you. Um, how do you think, uh, you know, Christian businesswoman like yourself um, can be the salt and the light in the marketplace or your sort of arena um, in business? And how do you make a positive impact for the kingdom of God? But also having this balance, I suppose, to not um, force your faith on your clients but still being a light in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that comes a lot of ways. Um, I would say the biggest people who have um, 
been influenced by my faith has probably been more the writers that I hire. Um, like Frank. Because, like Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Frank. Hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure he does. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there have been so many opportunities where people said, you know, I I need to pay my rent. I can't pay my rent this mm. month. You have, some, you know, can you give me a couple assignments? These might be writers that mm. don't even regularly work for me. Yeah. Um, and um, to be able to do that where it's not, it's something about being able to do the work and not just get the handout yeah. that um, is very meaningful to people to be able to come to me and not say, can you help me pay my rent? Mm. But can you give me some work mm. to help me pay my rent? Yeah. And um, that's happened many, many times over the years. Um, or, you know, or one of my writers saying, you know, I, I need, you know, so financially I'm in need, you know, what can you do? Can you, you know, give me more than I normally do? Or, you know, maybe it's even, can, can you give me, um, pay earlier than normal? Sure. Um, and, um, or it's, sorry, how, how does your response in that, um, because it's it's great to give them the extra work if they need it, if, and especially if you've got the extra work. Um, do you add um, sort of? I mean, it's great to be the uh, have that extra work for them. But how do you implement your sort of Christian values or your Christian faith in sharing? Into that. Yeah, into that. Because that's just being um, a really a good employee. um that's because it's very um so i'm I'm, they're my friends Mm. um and they're my friends on social media um they read what i write personally um and my faith is very much out there in that part and um they know you know if they need prayer if they're having a tough time on something, even Frank might <laughs> <laughs> ask for me to talk to Jesus for him. That's cool. Um, Has that happened? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so cool. Um, and and I have seen I have I've watched the progress. I'm thinking of one uh, female writer in particular as um, she was uh, struggling in a lot of ways Mm. uh, in her life, uh, not walking with God when I first came to know her. And um, I have watched her um, gradually um, break away from that old lifestyle, uh, which was sometimes very hard. Um, she even talked to me about that, uh, you know, she'd started going to church and, um, 
she offered to be a Sunday school teacher because they were looking for Sunday school teachers, but she doesn't fit <laughs> the look of a Sunday school teacher and uh, what people knew about her in her community mm. uh, might not, you know, um, and she could feel that negative stuff. Um, and so it's really about developing the relationships. Mm. It's not about, um, you know, quoting Bible verses or any of that. Um, it's, it's been very um, relation-based, you know, mm. developing that, that I can hear you, I can listen to you, I don't care, you know, if you're throwing out cuss words or whatever. That feeds That's into my neck. Offend me, or yeah. Um, that feeds really well into my next question, which is: How do you approach leadership and management in your business, and what principles or values do you prioritize? Uh, well, um, there are certain. I have found there are certain um, subjects and clients that I have chosen not to work with. Um, for instance, uh, I was writing content for website for some supplements and, um, then his next request was for me to make up testimonies for the supplements. Wow. Okay. So you've had some, <laughs> some dodgy like, um, requests. I'm afraid I don't do that. Mm. You can hire someone else to do that, I'm sure, but that, you know, mm. I won't do that. Wow. Um, or anything seems, it's like, well, is it? It's it's legal. It's just kind of skirting the, <laughs> mm. and I'm like, okay, um, I think I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bible does say a lot about false testimony is, yeah, don't want to do that. <laughs> Um, yeah. So and, and so so I would say the other thing, um, particularly with my my writers, that um, I really let them know that there there's no cutting corners um, yeah. in our business. There's no plagiarism of any type, um, and that even means from one that writing. Uh, mm. A lot of what people don't realize is that you can't take what's on one page of your website and put it on another page of that same website. It's not plagiarism, but it's really a negative to Google. Right. And so our clients are really, we don't want that. You know, that if you run yeah. it through Copyscape, Copyscape says you copied that. Mm. Yeah. So original work is a high priority. Yeah. And that our clients can trust us in doing that and getting things there on time. Um, that is what I built my business on from the beginning. Mm. It was uh, interesting to hear from clients where they said, uh, especially when I first started writing, they said, you're not the best writer. <laughs> we could hire better writers, but you're the most reliable. Come on. And we we'll, we would rather have somebody 
turn something in two days ahead of time and not be perfect than two days late and be perfect. Yeah. That's <laughs> what Robert Kiyosaki, uh, rich dad, poor dad, he um, mentions something similar uh, when he's talking to a writer and um, he says to the writer, like, you know, like you're a lot better than I am at writing. Um, but my book says the best selling author <laughs> and he goes, has nothing to do about me writing. I'm a very mediocre author, but I'm good at selling. And, um, uh, you know, I, I love that sort of attitude towards it. It's, um, you know, you've just got to um, do what you can do because you can never really be the best at anything. And um, But make sure that you do it on time or ahead of time. And, um, yeah, God will do the rest. You do what's possible and God will do the rest. Um, and what God did was give me the best clients yeah. who taught me. Yeah, come on. I learned, I learned about my freelance writing, particularly writing for marketing companies, from the owners of marketing companies. Yeah. And they you, taught me how to do it. And you've been hiring better writers than yourself, um, which is another thing that Robert Kiyosaki says is hire people that are smarter than you is what a smart person does. And yes. um, that's brilliant, you know. Uh, the the Bible also talks about, you know, having a multitude of counselors and your plans will succeed. So surround yourself yes. with people that are full of wisdom. Even hire them in your case, which yes. is yes. why why you've done so yeah. well. You've you've added these biblical principles into your business and your plans have succeeded. It's fantastic. Yes. Um so I want to talk about um, what I consider the biggest success in yes, my business. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> the biggest success in my business is um, actually the restoring of a relationship that was broken. And um, that would, is with my youngest sister. She's 13 years younger than me. And uh, so she's very definitely the baby. And she was eight years younger than my uh, youngest sibling. So she really grew up very different from the rest of us. Um, but in spite of that, I don't know how that all figures into it. But at some point, she broke off connection with all her siblings. And um, she moved to the, the West Coast. Um, and she remained in close contact with my parents, but siblings, nope. She wouldn't receive a call. She wouldn't acknowledge a gift. She uh, did not invite us to her wedding. So um, totally disconnected from us, right? And um, my mother had sent me an email, and she said, your sister... Uh, you need to pray for your sister. And I said, well, I, I pray regularly for my sister. And um, she says, well, she's lost her job and she's going to try and find a way to work from home. And Holy Spirit said, you know how to work from home. Mm. <laughs> I said, yes, I do. <laughs> so I tried emailing her. Uh, she did not respond. Um, so I got her phone number from my mom and I called and 
left a message and said, uh, I heard that you were going to try and work from home. I think I can give you some work mm. if you're interested. Come on. And that worked. She called. <laughs> Money talks. <laughs> she, she was interested. Oh, that's fantastic. So that your business actually bridged the gap to restore a relationship yes. with your sister. That's I love that. Awesome. Um, so she was still um, kind of staying her distance, but, you know, I need this, so I'll take it. And so I gave her some writing projects. She's very good. She's a very good writer. Um, so I was providing that income for her that she needed. And it just happened to be that I was going to the West Coast with my husband in a few months to visit some other relatives Mm. on his side of the family. And so I said, well, while I'm there, I'd like to come visit you Mm. and spend the night. She was like, oh, no. (laughs) No, no, we don't have a guest bedroom. And I'm but I'm fine with staying on the couch. <laughs> and she said, oh, no, the dog sleeps on the couch. And I said, I like dogs. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> awesome. But you bar the door against me. So. so she let me come visit and spend the night. And uh, she did not make me sleep on the couch with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, what, what caused this um, distance? Was there um, an event? You don't have to share if you don't want to, but... Well, I, it's okay to share because a few years ago, I think it was 2016, she posted a long post on Facebook that talked about this and talked about the fact that she had cut off her relationships with her siblings and was telling people, don't do this. It was all lies in my own head, she said. I thought, they think this, they think that. So, you know, the enemy loves to break up relationships, Mm. particularly family relationships. And and so um, she apologized publicly on Facebook and said, I missed so many years with my sister's with my nieces and nephews, don't do what I did. Wow. Um, and because uh, that's, I mean, she still works for me. She's still my number one writer, and she earns her living full time uh, as a freelance writer. But um, yeah, God, God was the one that made the door mm. that would. Uh, he knew could break through that barrier that was there yeah, and soften it up. I love that. Awesome. Um, so you guys, what's your relationship now with uh, your sister? Um, is that very good? She's my number one top writer. Uh, we, we talk on the phone. Uh, she talks with, there's uh, four of us sisters um, so we, we all chat, we get together. Um, I actually have another sister whom I hired a few years ago to do project management for me. 
uh, to help me do the admin stuff. So we have a little family thing going on here <laughs> with the three sisters. Oh, super cool. So, wow. Yes. So three out of four, you just got one more to hire. <laughs> yeah, she, she's done a little work for me, but it just wasn't <laughs> her thing. So <laughs> I love that. Um, so how do you seek God's guidance and direction in your business uh, just for decisions that you want to make, different strategies? Um, what are the strategies that have helped you discern God's will and applying that to your business? Um, you know, I, I, I have had a, a very casual but close relationship with, with God. I guess um, since I was in my 20s when um, he first um, melted my heart, <laughs> we'll say. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm very uh, much of, and I, and being a writer, I, I, I am a journaler, and a lot of times that's how we talk through things. Me and God. Yeah. Is I just start writing. And, um, and that's how, um, I sort through, you know, these are the questions. Um, I also, um, have close connections with, uh, good godly friends, um, that I go to and yeah. ask for prayer. And It's so important to remain in a circle of discipleship. Um, and you've got different people to disciple you in different ways in my life personally i have um you know my pastor i go to him for um spiritual discipleship and then i go to other people for financial discipleship and um there's nothing wrong with that but above all things um spiritual financial emotional relational i go to god and um that mm -hmm. has helped me um personally a hundred times better um than i ever thought it would um, so for one of my last questions, um, do you have some final advice <clears throat> or encouragement that you would give to other Christian women who are starting or growing their own business and seeking to honor God in the process? Um, my, my number one was build that relationship with him, uh, of, of trusting him, uh, to be at work and things and, uh, don't limit it to what you're wanting or you're expecting. I mean, right now, um, I just retired out of my business a little over a year ago. Um, I'm still in on decisions, but I'm not actively working in that. But the business is continuing to thrive and still provides me with an income, um, which allows me, again, so much availability and freedom to do things and to be generous that I never would have dreamed. I, I never would have dreamed. I would have never even thought to ask God for it. Seemed, it would seem too big. So um, don't, don't uh, back away or be afraid of um, allowing God to bring it, something bigger than what you dream, yep. much less what you dream, you know, go for your dream, 
but then expect that God's got a bigger dream. That's so good. You expect it. That's so good. Um, Kathleen, I would like to, you know, say thank you for joining us, but also before we do finish up, is there anything that you would like to share with, with some of our listeners? That we might've missed. Yeah. (laughs) Probably a lot. Well, um, (laughs) I, I, I will say this, that the night that, um, God spoke specifically to me many decades ago. Um, I, I looked into the eyes of Jesus on the cro- as he was on the cross. And th- I saw two things. I saw the deepest love I could ever, ever imagine. And I saw the deepest pain you can imagine both at the same time. And in that moment, I knew that I was the object of all that love. And I was also the cause of the pain is my sin. And, um, and as I saw that in the spirit, as he showed it to me, God asked me a question. And he, this is what he asked. He said, don't you trust me? And I could not say, I do not trust the man with all that love mm. and who is willing to suffer for me. And that that's, that's all God really wants. You, you know, we use the word faith a lot. And a lot of times I like to change it to that word trust mm. because that's really what it's about. Uh, faith becomes this religious word. Mm. But we know what it means to trust somebody or not trust somebody. Yeah. So trust him. Trust him. I love that. That's that's a powerful, powerful statement that you've just shared and um, gave me the chills just hearing it. And that's when you know it's, you know, Holy Spirit going, uh, this this is spot on and I'm right here. Mm-hmm. And, and what Kathleen is saying, I mean it. And, um, yeah, thank you, Kathleen. That's an incredible, incredible um, story and testament to you creating this business, um, which we will leave in the description for people to find and um, for people to hear just how to have money and God healthily. You know, it it can be done. (laughs) It can be done. And um, as long as God's at the at the the forefront of that business, um, not that it has to be a Christian based business, but um, have God helping you make those decisions and and trusting Him um, that you will you'll be fine. I mean, you've yeah. got the King of Kings directing you; your plans will succeed. Um, so, Kathleen doesn't, doesn't mean there won't be some. That's <laughs> <in the road. laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> there yeah. were. Man, um, you're amazing, Kathleen. Thank you so much for coming on to the Jesus Magnet podcast. Um, I'll be praying for you and your business and um, that it continues to grow and continues to impact many more people. And, um, yeah, just thank you so much. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Jesus Magnet Podcast. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you connect with us. Find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and if you want to support us, be a member of our coffee club, Jesus Magnet Coffee Club. See you next time on the Jesus Magnet.